Welcome to the Fox River Podcast. We are a church with a heart for people and the message of Jesus. It is our desire that you'll be drawn closer to God through today's teaching. To access notes from today's message, go to foxriverchristian.org slash message. Thanks for listening. Hey, happy Easter, everyone. It is such a special day, isn't it? You know what? I realize very unique, unique circumstances that we find ourselves in. Also, some very difficult ones as well. But Easter reminds us that God is not bound by any circumstance. And he proved that, he showed that, that even death could not constrain him as he raised Jesus to life again. We get to speak about that as we talk about the message of Easter and how important it is. At Fox River, our heart is people and our message is Jesus And we know it's such an important message that we decided, hey, let's bring all three of our teaching pastors here today to bring this message. And so I'm Pastor Rob. We have Pastor Bill, as well as Pastor Guy, our senior pastor. Now, I know what some of you are thinking immediately, and I want to reassure you, some of you are ready to turn things off because you're thinking, oh, man, this is going to be a three-hour service. Put three preachers together, and it's just going to multiply. But I promise you, that's not going to be the case. We have worked hard to be very succinct in our words because we know the importance of this message. We know the importance of this day as well. And so as we jump in, let me ask you, would you pray with me? Lord God, we thank you that, Lord, you showed us that you can conquer death, that you can conquer anything. You can even conquer the fears, Lord, that we might be going through right now, the unknowns, the difficulties in life some of those very difficult and hard circumstances that we find ourselves in right now. God, I pray that you'd bring healing to our land. God, that it would be a physical healing, but also, God, a spiritual healing. Help us to come to you and to seek your face, Lord. And I pray that you'd help us to come humbly to you and seek your face. And God, that you would bring that healing that you so promise and want us to have. We praise you and thank you for being our God today. Praise in Christ's name. Amen. You know, one of the questions that naturally comes to mind, I think, at Easter is, so what is the message of Easter? Well, when I say message, I don't mean a sermon. I don't mean preaching. But what I mean is something bigger than that. What was God communicating at Easter? When he brought Jesus back to life from the grave, what was he trying to communicate to us? And we're going to look at that today. And the first thing that I think that he's trying to speak to us are these three simple words. I love you. Now, when you hear those words, there are many times that we, we can sense a great feeling that comes as a result of it. But there are many ways that we can say I love you as well, aren't there? We can write it in a note We can speak those words. That's one of the easiest ways to do it. I imagine myself right now writing them in the sand on a beach as the water rushes up. I wish I could do that right now. We've all seen it before. Sometimes it's signified, in fact, like this last week, as I had someone send me some emojis. And those were heart emojis. And I sent some myself. And I know the feeling that I felt when I received those. I felt like someone was thinking about me, that they cared about me, And most of all, that they loved me. You know, the symbol of love has been a heart for a few thousand years, actually. It goes way back, meaning it has stuck. And it has stuck well. But God gives us a different symbol 
at Easter to express his love for us. And that symbol, as he's saying, I love you, is the cross. So I want you to picture this right now. Imagine this. God saying right now, and you hearing these words, directly from God's mouth himself, I love you. Let that sink in just a little bit. I love you. Now picture God writing those words. Maybe with a pen and paper. Again, it may be you envisioning his finger in the sand. Writing those words. I love you. Now, you might add a heart to it. Replace that word. I heart you. But this time, this is what I want you to do. I want you to swap out that word love with a cross. But hear the same exact words. You just see the cross, though, where God is saying to you, I love you. You know what? God didn't just give us his heart. He gave us his son. And he expressed his love through that, through the cross. You know, when that happened and as that happened, there are many things that go through my mind. One of the disciples named John, he actually expressed this in a beautiful way in 1 John chapter 4, verses 9 through 11. He says this, This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that he might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. He's saying, look, this is the greatest love that you could ever experience. God sending his son for us. You know, there are several times when John writes that he describes himself this way. He says, I'm the disciple whom Jesus loved. Now, I don't know about you, but when I hear that, I think, what an arrogant statement. Because at first, what I hear is, is John saying, Jesus loves me more than he loves you. Kind of reminds me as my grandmother would spoil us grandkids, and we would actually think that we were the only ones in this world that she loved. But you know what? At least outwardly, she showed that love to each and every one of us, not just one of us. But it left us with that impression, though, that we were the only ones in the world that she loved. It was like we would even fight over that grandma loves me more than she loves you. And so when I hear John say, I'm the disciple that Jesus loves, that's what I first start out hearing is he's saying, you know what, Jesus loves me more than he loves you, but that's not what he's saying. What he's doing is speaking and showing with great description, someone who has experienced deeply the love of Jesus because he's reflecting on what he terms the atoning sacrifice, the sacrifice that paid for our sins. And what greater love could there be? That is love. To go further in what that atoning sacrifice looks like, we go to the Old Testament prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 53, he gives us these words. Now picture this. These words are written hundreds of years before a cross was even invented. Before how Jesus would show his love was even a possibility. 
but he describes it in great detail as he says this. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. We all are like sheep who've gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Where's the love in the cross? Where is the I love you found in the cross? I'll admit, at first glance, it's not easy even to see. Because as Isaiah even said himself, when we see pain and suffering, our natural reaction is to think, you deserve what you're getting right now. And as Jesus hung on the cross, that was the conclusion that many came to, is that God must be really, really mad at him. But you know what? The opposite was true. You see, he was taking the wrath that we should have experienced. Because of our sin, he took it upon himself. If you go back to verse number five, he explains it greatly when he simply tells us this, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And just catch this last phrase here. And by his wounds, we are healed. That's love, the message of Easter. It's a sacrificial love. It's the greatest love that anyone could ever give to another. You see, Jesus died so that we could live. But love isn't the only thing Easter is about. In fact, it's an incomplete message if we stop at love. And so Pastor Bill, he's going to come at this time, and he's going to share even more that message of Easter to us. Thanks, Pastor Rob. Easter has everything to do with the love and the power of God. The resurrection is the exclamation point of God's power. In the resurrection, God demonstrates his power, his authority, and his victory over sin, death, and even over hell itself. Now, maybe you're thinking this. And if you're not thinking this, maybe you should be. Hey, where can I get some of that power? Listen, God gives that power to his children, to everyone who believes in Jesus, that he is the one and only crucified and risen Savior of the world. And when you believe God's Holy Spirit, see, he comes to live inside of you. He dwells in you. And he makes a change. He changes you on the inside, like in your spirit, so that you might make a change on the outside with your mind and your body, that you might live to him. So this is what I'm saying. It's not only God, but his resurrection power that are within you. Now why? Why would God give his resurrection power to his children? Well, he gives us part of the answer in Romans 8. This is verse 11. 
if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit that dwells in you. And then he gives another part of the answer in Romans 6 when he talks about how in our baptism we, we died and were buried with Christ. In order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. See, God gave his Son, God gave his Spirit, and God gives his resurrection power so that we might be set free and that we might live a new life for God and with God. Listen, his power of resurrection is our power for freedom and living a new life, one that's better than our old life, one that's good and pleasing to the one who saved us and makes us new by grace through faith. Are you walking with Jesus in newness of life today? Do you want to? Is that not something that our very soul craves and longs for? About a week ago, in one of my small groups, we actually were going through Romans 6 together, and we read those, some of those same verses we just went through. And I remember we're sitting there, and we're like, like man, I really needed to hear that. Because those are the types of things that, that we just forget Right? We just don't remember them until we hear them or until we see them in God's word again. But when you remember, maybe you even hear it for the first time. It's like, whoa, Nelly. So let's walk in the newness of life. Because with Christ and his resurrection power, it's possible. Let's walk in the newness of life by putting to death the deeds of the body. Now, I know I've got some bad habits, some things that I've got to lay down, things that carried over from my old life into the new, and God's like, man, just, just shed that, get rid of it. With God's help and with his resurrection power, now I know, because he said so in his word, now I know I can make a change. Because once again, I have his resurrection power. There are areas of sin in my life, areas in yours perhaps too, that you just, you find yourself just falling back into these, these things over and over again. But God tells us in his word that we're no longer slaves to sin, but that we're free. So let's live that new life by his resurrection power. When I get stressed, when I get quarantined, all right, I tend to get angry and aggravated and irritated. Some people, when they get in that state of, of, of anxiety and, and nervousness and, and all of that in between, here's what they do. I'm kind of in this boat too. Is I lash out, right? I take it out on my family members. The people in this world that I love most dearly. Let me say it like this. 
Where do child abuse, where does domestic violence, where do those things find their end? Here's the answer. In the resurrection power of God. What is the area of your life that you need this, this newness of life in most? Can you describe it in one word? If you can, two things. Number one, put it in the chat. Number two, put it in your next prayer to God. And be encouraged. Because sin has no dominion over anyone who's Christian because Christ is risen. By God's grace and by his resurrection power that's within his children. Let's offer ourselves to God as living sacrifices. Let's offer our minds and our bodies to him as instruments of righteousness. Listen, the power of God was on full display in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the second member of the Trinity. May that same resurrection power be on full display in you and I, in all others who believe in Jesus and have received him and who God has given the right to be called children of God. God, help us to live a life that's pleasing to you. God, help us to live a life worthy of the calling we've received. God, help us to live a life that isn't the same that it used to be. That people would see you and they would hear about you through our actions and through our apologies, through our care and through the kindness in what we say. And perhaps even ask, why are you so different? Or why are you so different lately? And you can tell them, Christ is risen and he has given me his resurrection power. The resurrection matters. And the resurrection power that God gives to you and I who believe matters. Because his power of resurrection is our power for freedom and for living a new life unto him. Pastor Guy, you got some more good news for us, don't you? For sure, Bill. At the heart of Easter, we find the love of God, the power of God, and the invitation of God. Those combine together to give us the gospel. If you happen to have a Bible nearby, I want to ask you to grab it right now and turn with me over to 1 Corinthians 15. If you can look that up on your phone, excellent. Otherwise, just write that down. 1 Corinthians 15 is an entire chapter on the resurrection of Jesus. And I want to encourage you each and every Easter to go back and to read this chapter. We start out in verse number one that says, Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel. Now, I just love the word gospel because the word means good news. It's the one thing that every one of our souls long for. Just over the last couple of weeks, I have had my antenna up 
for the SGN that's out there. You've seen that, I'm sure. Some good news. And so it comes across, whether it's social media, sometimes it just makes me laugh out loud. Other times it warms my heart. People are sharing messages of the good news that they're seeing take place around them. Here we have God's good news for all times. He goes on. The good news I preach to you, which you received, and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel, you are saved if you hold firmly to the word I preach to you. Otherwise, you believed in vain. For what I receive, I pass on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scripture. Here's where the gospel begins. That he was buried and that he was raised the third day according to the scripture. Then he appeared to Cephas, that is, to Peter, then to the 12, and after that he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are living, though some have fallen asleep. That is, they've already gone to heaven. The man that history refers to as the Apostle Paul said this, the gospel is the power of God. Why would he say such a thing? Well, in part, it was because of the gospel's impact on him. In part, it was because he saw the gospel's impact on tens of thousands of others. If you're not familiar with the Apostle Paul, he was a contemporary of Jesus. He was an extremely successful and powerful man. And at the same time, he had an absolute vendetta, a hatred for the church of Jesus Christ. In fact, he became known as the persecutor of the church. That is, until the time that the gospel broke through in his life. And it changed everything. The most important decision, the most life-impacting decision that I have ever made was when I responded to the gospel and I received Jesus. Now, some people would say, well, what about when you got married to Denise? And I can tell you, after 40 years of marriage... That has definitely had an impact, a good impact on me. But ask Denise, and she'll tell you for sure, it's the gospel that continues to have the greatest impact in my life and in yours as well. This Easter, 2020, it is an unforgettable one. Just because of where we find ourselves right now, and it's in this unforgettable place that God wants to bring his invitation to us home in a very special way. It's a twofold invitation that begins with this. I invite you to come to me. How does one do that? Well, let's take the gospel again and let me as simply and as clearly as I can help us by just saying the ABCs of coming through the gospel would be these. A. I need to acknowledge, that is, I need to acknowledge that I need Jesus. Remember the words of the scripture? Christ died for our sins according to the scripture. This fact that Jesus died for me is of such importance because of what Isaiah said. He wrote earlier in the Bible, the problem is that your sin has cut you off from God. Now that is a problem. And it's the problem that Jesus brought resolution to. Yet, the first time I heard the gospel, honestly, I was offended. I took offense at the sin part of it. Not because it wasn't true, 
but because it was true. And I just didn't want to be identified spiritually in this way. Truth. If you don't need Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins, you really don't need Jesus. B would be believe. Things get a little fuzzy when it comes to the believe part because we have the capacity intellectually, I mean, being made in the image of God, that we can um, grasp facts, we can hold things, we understand points of history, but it's not until we get to the volition part, that is the choice, that real belief, that which God speaks of in his word, makes the difference in our lives. Here's where it really became crystal clear to me. The time I went parachuting. Now I'll tell you honestly, I believed that a person could go up in an airplane and with a parachute they could jump out the door and make it safely back to the ground. I intellectualized all of that. But belief, real belief, is when you're willing to exit the door of the plane at 13,000 feet. That's when you believe. Which brings us to see, call. Paul noted this, that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. For with the heart, he said, man believes unto righteousness, with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Now look at this. For whoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. I knew the facts in that intellectual thing about the gospel. Jesus went to the cross and he died. God loved me. He rose again before I ever responded or called the time that I acted and I actually believed. Today, if you were a teenager, a young adult, an old man or an old woman, I want to ask you this. Have you ever called upon Jesus to be your Lord and Savior? If you go, I'm really not sure, guy. Then today, I want you to be sure. Jesus wants you to be sure. Now, before we act on this, I want to bring us the second part of God's invitation. He said, I invite you to come to me, and then I invite you to join me. That is to join me in my work in the world. The last verse of 1 Corinthians chapter 15 says this. Therefore, no, therefore, meaning with everything I've said now about the resurrection. Therefore, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, because you can know this, that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Whatever you do with God, it is always going to make a difference. This Easter weekend, we can join God. We can make a difference. We can be a part of the food drive that's taken place. And whether you're going to be bringing food out here or whether you're going to financially join in the matching gifts that's going on, we can help those that are in great need. On Monday, we are going to have the third 
of our three blood drives that we've done in eight days. This one's gonna be taking place in Muskego. We are joining God in giving that life-saving substance to those that are in need. And when we get through with this, and we will get through this, when we are no longer having to shelter in place, there are going to be new and fresh opportunities for us to join God. But don't think that it's going to be until we get through this that God says, I want you to join me. Because right now, in our neighborhoods, with our families, as you say, God, I'm willing to join you, I am sure that God is going to give you, as he has given me, unique opportunities to join him right now in making a difference. It's his invitation to us. I want to invite you to pray with me. Would you please? Jesus, we acknowledge that we need you as our Savior. Thank you for doing what we couldn't do ourselves and being the payment of our sin and the one who can restore our broken relationship with God. We believe that you died on the cross and that you rose again. And we call, we ask you now for this saving grace to be applied in our lives. If that's your prayer today, I wanna ask you, would you say amen out loud wherever you are? That's right, amen. And God, we take your second invitation as well to join you in your work. We say yes. We are ready to do that because of the resurrection of Jesus. And if that's your prayer, again, out loud, would you say amen? Amen. Thank you, God, for all that you bring to us in Easter. We love you. In Jesus, the risen Savior, and Lord's name. And all God's people said, amen. Happy Easter, everybody. God bless you. We hope you were encouraged today. Subscribe to the Fox River Podcast to ensure you don't miss future messages. Stay connected through our social media channels on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course, make a difference in the lives of those you know by sharing with them. We are grateful for you and hope you join us again soon.